finally gone too far. That's the belief of one writer in the Washington Post. We'll talk a little bit about that later. You might have finally gotten the world's attention. Hey, this guy's crazy. We need to stand up to him. Mm, Who knows yeah. what he might do? More on that later. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. Uh, a couple of notable stories that the media has seriously misreported. Talk about that. Including the United Airlines dead dog story. Maybe. Don't uh, you stand up for United. I'm I, standing I, up d- for the truth, don't get, sir. Don't get in the way of a good story that hurts United, sir. <laughs> okay, there. Now I see your actual uh, attitude. Uh, plus the astronauts re- rearranged DNA story. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I was interested in that. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's mind-blowing. Yeah. Being in space changed his DNA. Give him a third ear. Next ray vision. <laughs> How something. cool. Uh, so, uh, a little bonus mailbag for you here, plus uh, texts. Texts. At uh, 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. That's the text line. If you want to email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. That's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. First of all, a number of uh, emails came our way that were urban legends or, well, not too soon to be an urban legend. They were distorted stories of the Russian rumor mill fake news sort on one side or the other about kids who got punished for not participating and the facts were shifted just enough to make it extra exciting and Blah, blah, blah. A lot of that stuff. Some of you pass that stuff on to us intentionally hoping we'll read it. Uh, You know, I wish you wouldn't, but you're going to, so I won't bother addressing that. Uh, Some of the rest of you just believe everything that, you know, reinforces your point of view immediately, and so you send it along. Uh, Do us a favor. Spend 30, 30 seconds. Do a little research. See if it's legit. If you don't, I will, but, you know, it'd be nice. Having said that, um, here's a kid who was kicked out of school uh, for having an unapproved sign, and the principal, and this is making uh, big rounds in the uh, conservative slash pro gun uh, world because his sign said, "Guns don't kill people; people kill people." Uh, the principal actually said something uh, quite uh, honorable, if indeed he means it, that um, every every sign has to be approved regardless of political point of view. He didn't get a sign approved that's it that's the only reason his sign was removed uh, so the idea that you can demonstrate for free speech and get your signs approved by the authorities right. is a little soviet on the other hand you're children you are children so moving along we've gotten a number of people and i, I know you want to get to that but we got a oh, number of fine. people that uh are, are talking about this rockland california teacher who was suspended because she asked what would happen to students if they walked out to protest abortion I don't know that story. I haven't looked into it. Yeah, I need to look into that, too. That could be another one that is, you know, misportrayed or not. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. What did I do with all this? Um, I have a 15-year-old girl going to a private school here, writes uh, somebody. I asked the night before her walkout if she was participating. She said yes, proceeded to tell me how she destroyed an opponent in the gun debate early in the day. Her opponent proposed that cops should not be able to carry firearms, because the Second Amendment says we have the right to bear arms against a police state, etc., uh, etc. Et when I picked her up from school, she said the walkout was a joke. It was not a walkout. It was an organized assembly in the school auditorium, um, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that would just be venting. 
Right, right. Uh, my daughter goes to a really nice middle school in San Jose, writes another correspondent. We received an email from the principal addressing the student walkout that was held on Wednesday. Quote, students congregated in front of the school for 17 minutes, holding signs, chanting in an eloquent, eloquent speech in honor of the 17 victims at Stoneman Douglas High School. Then peacefully returned to class to continue learning. My 14-year-old daughter, however, had a different story. Uh, the characterization from the kids was, quote, it was a disaster. There were about six or seven organizers and serious speakers, but the hundreds of other kids were there to play on their phones, hang out with their friends, or just ditch class in general. After several that was obs- Sean's belief. Yeah. After, after several obscene chants were started among the crowd, some finished with "ban schools, not guns." <laughs> oh my God! I was reassured to find out that today's youth are just as jaded as you and I are. <laughs> wow! Now that that's one school. That's but a middle school. That's one school, one middle school, but um. You know, it was being portrayed nationwide as this, you know, the kids have to stand up for themselves because the the grown-ups have ignored them and are allowing them to be slaughtered. And uh, I saw the mayor of New York laying down on the street in a die-in with a bunch of students, which is a pretty dramatic thing to do. We're all dead because we've been killed by gunmen. And then you got at this school, which you didn't hear reported in the national media. They're chanting, ban school, not guns. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. So did you see that the video, at least some of the video, came out yesterday? And have you seen the the policeman that got all the attention who, who runs up there and stands behind the wall? Yeah. It was him and another person that works at the school running toward the school. The other guy who works at the school ran into the school. The cop runs around the side of the wall and stands there. Right. Which is something. And does nothing. That yeah. is something. Beautiful. Did you say you have, we have some text on that? Uh, yeah. Th- well, they all go the same direction, but, you know, that, that tends to be, I don't know if they're playing to me or to the show or what, but they're all people that are unhappy with the fact that it, it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I would like to hear from more people who uh, are, are pro this sort of thing, because I just wonder, at, at, at what point do you, do you stop? I don't always make the slippery slope argument, but um, I'm not. Necess- I, I could see this really catching on, and we're doing it all the time. Not necessarily for it, but I don't see that big of a deal of it happening. I think the 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 government government state sponsored employees encouraging people to go one way or another is is possibly troubling. But and again, I only know the news articles that I'm reading about this. I don't know how what's going on in each individual school, but I get the sense that most of it was just kind of handled with a. Uh, okay, let let the kids do this if they want to. I, I saw certain schools have their students like prepare media packets for the journalists covering it. I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of an interesting way to teach people. Okay, if you want to get some attention or you know civic create, involvement yes, in general. Yeah. yeah, I think there are ways that this can be a good thing. I don't. I'm not for it, but I'm not also against it the and way a lot of people are. If there was a real energy nationwide among kids, the cure might have ended up being worse than a disease to prevent them. You know, let them march around for 15 minutes and vent themselves. I, I'm just, I, I, I refuse to get worked up about any of it. But. I would like to see if everybody would, uh, the media particularly, would be as open-minded toward this sort of thing if you organized a bunch of schools in the South uh, against abortion and picked up the kids and took them to rallies in, in the middle of a school day. Yeah. I don't think yeah. they'd be quite as, uh, this is great civic lesson for the children. I don't think they would look at it that way. I, I would. My only quibble with you is that why would it be in the South, since the vast majority of Americans in virtually all 50 straight states are uh, anti-abortion after the first trimester? True that. Uh, so, uh, unlike Joe, I did actually go to law school. Brags, Diana. 
The really the most upsetting aspect of all this is that the kids were being allowed to quote protest in ignorance. It took me all of five minutes, okay, maybe ten. I'm a lawyer to explain to my nine and eleven year old that the right to own a gun is the same as the right to vote, speak, or go to church, because the Constitution, the how we cherish it, protects us from the government taking away our rights as humans. Restricting gun ownership isn't as easy as making laws about having a driver's license, for instance. We even got into how guns have changed, but so is the way we transmit speech and news, philosophy, sir, sir. Uh, the government isn't, uh, well, that's kind of off the topic. These kids study the basics of the revolution, the founding in fifth grade, but at no time has any teacher mentioned or taught these kids why there is no simple solution here. I guess my nine-year-old can get it, but a teacher can't. Yeah, I wonder, I, I would be interested in that. If you, um, uh, if this happened at the school and you didn't have a conversation with why this is so difficult and explain what the Second Amendment is and some of the rulings that have been over the years, well, then, then you, then, then, then shut up. Then shut up. Don't don't let the kids out of school and maybe even transport them to a rally if you didn't take the time in class to talk about something that is legitimate learning right. about the Second Amendment. Right. And the difficulties of it. That's fine if you want to point out, you know, gun deaths and the rest of it. It's the truth. The kids can handle it. Andy captured this from Facebook and sent it along. Um, oh, he says, uh, Facebook, kids, it's like Snapchat, but for old folks. Um, a parent and her teen uh, talking about the protest. Uh, my son asked if he could walk out and protest today. Here's how the conversation went. <clears throat> son, is it okay if I protest on Wednesday? Protest what? Uh, what are you doing? Protests initiate change. They bring awareness to the issue. Like what? Like civil rights. People had to protest for the right to vote, etc. He went on. I said, that's true. Protests can be a great catalyst. So what are you protesting? Gun laws. What are the current gun laws? I don't know, but they need to change. How do you know that if you how do you know that if you don't know what they are? Who makes the gun laws? Whose attention are you trying to get? State, federal, or local? I don't know. Then no, you may not protest in ignorance. You don't protest something just because everyone else is doing it. What is happening in you our might sc- in high school because that's you know being popular is part of the whole deal. Yeah, what's happening in our schools is wrong and scary and sad. And yes, some some things need to change, but you need to educate yourself before you can be an agent of change. I'm all about protesting for change, for justice, and being passionate about a cause. I'm not about blindly following the crowd in ignorance. I finally settled on my position. It took me two days. Mm. My position is this: I'd be perfectly okay with this happening, even with all the uh, the caveats I threw out there, if the politicians didn't get up there in front of them with microphones and start talking. Using yeah. the kids as part of their deal. Right. I would have been fine with that, but when I see the various mayors and governors and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer up there with the kids around them, that bothers me. I don't like that. Because then it's all completely one-sided, and, 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 and they're spreading their message, and the kids are going to, yeah, because they're kids. Right. And they don't understand how evil those adults are. <laughs> I don't know about and that. And evil but... is catching. It's like the flu. Mm. You ought to, if you get anywhere near Nancy Pelosi, wear a mask. And not like a cheap, you know, Walgreens mask. I mean, the kind surgeons wear. Just a sensible, sensible precaution. So, did Putin go too far this time? He may have. He may have uh, awakened the Western world to his evil. Actual evil. All you're right. Roll, you're rolling your eyes. He can inject realism into the conversation, but... The minute anybody can make a dime doing business with Russia, they'll be back at it. Liars! Um, we got some internal numbers from Amazon that have leaked that are getting attention. Oh. Is, I wonder if Am- Amazon has got 
the 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 feeling in the in America to me that that Facebook had early on. Just kind of a happy joy joy, everything's great and nothing can be bad. And then then Facebook made the term where everybody you hear Facebook, you think bad, right? You're on your Mostly. guard. Right. I wonder if Amazon will make that turn at some point. For whatever reason. I would guess yes. Probably. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I read an interesting poll. It says that 17% of March Madness viewers watched the game with their boss last year. <laughs> Bosses called it tons of fun, while employees called it mandatory. <laughs> I have to be here. Mm. That reminds me, there was, was a moment in my life a couple of years ago when I went to a Super Bowl party with a bunch of people, a couple who, of who no longer work here. Um, uh, here on the show, and uh, they had a Super Bowl party, and I went over there and hung out for a while. Thought it'd be a fun thing to do, cool thing to do, and then I found out after I left, the party really started. That's when they started smoking pot and really drinking and having a good time. And I thought, I'm now that guy. Yeah, I'm now the guy hurtful. that you can't have fun until I leave. And I thought, you know, it just it's it happens. It is what it is. There's right. nothing I can do about it. But behind your back, they refer to you as like the chief of police, <laughs> stuff like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hey, when are the cops leaving? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. I thought yeah. it would help the fun, but no, I was holding back the fun until I left. You know, speaking of fun, Ian from Tijuana, emboldened by our reading his uh, earlier witticism, has sent several more, including this. Life is like a box of chocolates. It doesn't last long if you're fat. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's pretty good. Wow. I like it. God, I'm wanting to get my eating habits under control. My eating habits are as bad as they've ever been in my wow. life. Well, you did have your pregame chow, your stadium chow, then your late-night pizza the other night, the basketball game. I don't remember what you said about the game. That was notable. I have <laughs> the tri-dinner. I have almost no limits at this point. <laughs> I have less limits on what I eat than I've ever had in my life, and now is not the right time. The, the longer you go in your life, you're, you're supposed to be going the other direction. Well, some would suggest that, yeah. I yeah. eat better when I was 30 than I do now, and it's just, I don't know what's wrong. Well, I, know, I do know what's wrong. I got all kinds of this life stress, and I'm just, it's just, it's just, it's mostly convenience for me. Yeah. It's just so much easier to eat crap. A buddy of mine just went vegan. He is having some uh, health situations, and he thought, you know what? I'm going to go full on. And he was eating lots of crap, worse than me. Wow, okay. The I complete turnaround. I don't eat, like, bags of chips. and st- I've, ne- I've never been into that, really. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, and but, you, but you won't turn down the fourth piece of pizza. No, absolutely sort of not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Um, uh, but he was uh, big on, like, you know, driving for work and eating chips and that sort of stuff. Mm. And fast food. And uh doctor said he's got a couple of numbers that don't look good. So he went full on vegan and he's done it for a month now. And he was explaining to me what he does. And I just thought I could never get my life organized enough for that. The eating part. I mean, that's a completely separate conversation. Would I, how happy would I be eating that? Could I do that? Would right. I get sick of it? Whatever. But just the, just the shopping and the, and the having it with me all the time. It's got to become your hobby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to have a passion for it. And it's a pretty good hobby to pick up. My hobby is trying to live longer. Right. My hobby <laughs> is trying to not feel like crap all the time. Uh, that's a decent hobby, mm-hmm. but it, it is, it is not just a, um, 
It's not like deciding, I think I'll watch that TV show or not watch that TV show. It's a it's a full-on commitment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And because he's he's shopping constantly because, you know, you're buying fruits and vegetables. It's not like you can buy a bag of chips and keep it in your pantry for a year. Sure. And then open it up. And oh, don't I know it, please. <laughs> but the, 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 the times the, I buy something healthy and then it spoils just so discouraging. But well, right. To stay yeah. on top of it is not easy. And uh, so, one more note, just so I can click this email off my screen. Philosophical thought. I'm going down, down to see my parents in a couple hours. I'm looking forward. Awesome. To it. I'm sure wherever my dad is, he's looking down on us. He's not dead, just very condescending. (laughs) (laughs) Very funny. Um, Hilarious! So, some internal numbers from Amazon have come out, and uh, did they release them or something? It doesn't really make any difference. But this is kind of interesting. I remember when Amazon got into the TV biz. And I thought, what are they doing that for? Why did they want into it? Like producing shows and showing shows your Amazon Prime thing right. Yeah, and what is that all about? Well, it turns out what it's all about is getting people signed up for Prime because of how much stuff they will buy Mm. once they're signed up for Prime. Mm. The whole point of the television thing is, well, as as Amazon has said themselves, when we win a Golden Globe, it helps us sell more shoes. Wow. The whole thing is sucking in people to good shows. They'll be signed up for Prime, and then they do their shopping there. And they got, and the numbers have come out now on which shows generate the most other sales per viewer. Wow! Um, and it's not necessary, okay. and it doesn't necessarily fit in with what are the most popular shows. So they figuring out which shows attract the sort of person that is then going to do their shopping on Amazon. That's what is driving them. What More we call than qualitative demographics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I've long accepted that there are people smarter than me, but there are people so much smarter than me. <laughs> right. So wow, so they are tracking which shows result in greater sales. Right. Yeah. This, this person signed up and the, the shows that they watch here, and this is how much stuff they order over here. You know what's really we need weird? more of this show. You know what's weird is uh, Judy and I have a favorite show on Amazon Prime that we've watched, and I'm kind of rooting that I'm high on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping people like me are, are important. But uh, that that is that is really interesting. I mean, that is that is thinking outside the box. Oh yeah, because they it's first the kind got, of thinking that rules the world. Sure. When they first got into it, I thought, okay, he wants to be involved in this arena too. No, same arena. It's the same arena. It's selling stuff on Amazon. It's just a way to attract people to the. It's like having the big. It's like having the big inflatable guy that waves in the wind <laughs> outside of a car dealership. It's, that's what the TV shows are for Amazon. Bye. I had to count the cars I bought because of that big waving guy. It'd be quite a few. Well, yeah, we got to talk more about this because I think it, it may be the story of our time. How's that TV show of yours going? <laughs> Good, Laura. What's coming Hoping up to your... get it on Amazon Prime. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, porn star Stormy Daniels leveling new claims about Trump. We are not a nation of savers. We got new stats that uh, will that's shock not you. Not good, not good, not good. And we have an Ergo update. The dog United Airlines lost. It's not the one they killed. No. The one they shipped the, to Japan. This is the one right. they lost. <laughs> stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> you got to keep those stories separate. Abuse of dogs by United. Right. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. How's your bracket looking if you do that at work? Practically nobody's bracket is still intact. There's 17.3 million brackets filled out, they believe, across the country. And 0.04% of them are still intact after day one. Wow. So, 
Well, there Just you go. Just goes to show you. 6,306 of you out there still have a perfect bracket. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, Cable News asking this morning, has he crossed the red line? Special counsel Robert Mueller wants to see documents from the Trump organization, including those related to Russia. New York Times says Mueller sent a subpoena to the president's business group. Mueller investigating the Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. This is the first time he has gone after docs from Trump's businesses. And as always, in this whole thing, depends on who you ask. I've seen legal experts who say this is clear that he's drilling into some sort of connection between Trump and Russia. I've seen other legal experts who say if you're going to investigate Trump and Russia, you have to do this. It's just like... It, you'd be you'd be bad at your job if you didn't do this. Yeah, Mr. President, I see a check here for $4 billion from Vladimir Putin. Uh, what's the story with that? <laughs> I mean, it's difficult yeah. to imagine you wouldn't look into the finances. So, but, who knows? Yeah, but I'll tell you where this is going. I have a bad feeling. It's They're going to find some minor something or other from years ago, but it'll be a great political football. Or even major. You know, mm-hmm. even a fairly decent-sized tax something or right, other. Right, sure, yeah. But uh, it's got nothing to do with Russia and the election or anything like that. And it's just going to drag the politics right. down in the muck for the longest time, like right. the whole Monica thing did. And I know, I know our Republican friends, he lied under oath. Yeah, yeah, but the, you know what? The nation wasn't threatened. So, yeah. Uh, it's hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine. There, there can't be a rich guy in America or woman who would like this sort of scrutiny on their tax right. records. I mean, there isn't anybody who wouldn't be nervous. No good can come of it. Who wouldn't plenty think, of bad. Rrr, rrr, I hope they don't notice the rrr, rrr. Right. <laughs> Because everybody's pushing the envelope, and people like Trump really push the envelope. Stormy Daniels' lawyer is saying his client was threatened with physical harm to keep quiet about her alleged sexual relationship with President Trump. Was this guy's a PR genius. Yes. Was she threatened physical harm? Yes. Michael Avenetti, who represents the adult actress in her suit against Trump, was on MSNBC's Morning Joe today. Threatened by whom? When? And you just you just put that out there now. She was threatened with physical harm, and we've just gotten around to this part of the story now. Well, Sean is the attention only person was dying down. Sean <laughs> is the only person that's pointed out that <laughs> yes. this guy is a genius. At, like, having a drip, drip, drip and staying right. this in the news every yeah. day. Yeah, he's really good at this game. But, but come on, you're telling me the sitting president of the United States threatened physically your client and you didn't get around to mentioning it till now. Who threatened? Does it say? Uh, he confirmed his client had been physically threatened prior to the presidential election, but refused to say who made the threat. All right. What? He, ah, wait. He said it would be discussed in an upcoming interview with Anderson Cooper. Man, they, he's, right. he's, he's good at this. I've yes. gotten internet death threats. There are pickets outside my my strip club appearance, including the one in Beaverton, Oregon, on Thursday. I'm thinking if you're a decent a decent person and a good lawyer, and you've actually got a client who's gone through this, yeah. you uh, you have a little press conference at the very beginning and mention the threats. He's a publicist. Yeah, exactly. Really? Um, he also said, and there are six other women that are going to be coming forward, and they ask him, because I saw a little of this, uh, do we have the names? Or, no, I'm, I'm not prepared to go that far yet. Right. If you want to book me next week, maybe. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, he's just so obviously what he is. But Morning Joe, one of the most important political programs in America, they did three or four segments on, <laughs> on Stormy Daniels yep. today. Yeah. Yep. Just... Uh, Says a lot about Morning Joe. Says more about Morning Joe than it does about uh, the tramp or the Trump. <laughs> the tramp and the Trump. 
A new bankrate.com survey found nearly two-thirds of Americans save little money or put nothing away at all. Just 16% said they save more than 15% of what they make, which is what experts recommend, while 20% said they don't save anything, nothing, zero. What percent save nothing? 20%. And then a giant chunk save very little. As you, you start chunk, with two-thirds. Yeah, giant chunk uh, saving 5% or less uh, were reported by 21% uh, well, of the people. Saving 5% okay. is a hell of a lot more than none. Yeah, yeah, yeah agreed. Yep. At least they're trying. Right. Does yeah. that include like 401k stuff or specifically Good a question. savings account Good sort of question. thing? Good question. If they're, 401k does count, oh, then... Yeah. Oh, yeah, there are a hell of a lot of people who do not participate. That's why so many people believe it ought to be an opt-out program so that people who don't know any better, I almost use a disparaging term. Why would I do that? Why don't I bring love and harmony to the airwaves instead of hatred and division? But they want it to be an opt-out program so that people who are clueless have to save or we save for you. I'd like to stand up for the uh, paperwork challenged. I fully understand or understood the importance of 401k along. It's the actually getting around to signing up for it part that Mm. is the the hard part. But um, uh, yeah, I I think it absolutely I'd be all for it. I I think it'd be good for America to have it an opt-out program that you're automatically signed up for. It'd be great. God, if every nineteen-year-old at their first job, or whenever you start, I guess right. in the modern world, thirty-five-year-old in their first job um, was, was opted into their four hundred one k program, that'd be fantastic. Well, you got to put aside your principles then, because it's uh, uh, I know, it's I know, I get completely you. indefensible yeah. oh, that yeah. the, the government is going to force you right. to say, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, why? You know, how about we encourage all companies to automatically sign you up, in, in unless you opt out? I don't hate that. Yeah. A dog who was mistakenly flown to Japan is back home with his family in Kansas. The German shepherd named Ergo arrived at a Wichita airport last night after a flight on a private plane from Japan. A German going to Japan, part of the Axis. (laughs) Oh, boy! His owner, Kara Swindle. He instantly jumped up and was just crying. Yeah, he's when he's super excited, he cries. My dog does that every day when I get home from work. <laughs> I can I can take the garbage out and come back in. My dog does that. Right? <laughs> no kidding. But so this dog gets accidentally flown flown to Tokyo, and they charter a private jet to fly the thing back. A dog, and he's just sitting there in the private jet. It's beautiful, you know, like G five, whatever it is. Right. He's just looking around thinking, what room is this? What room is this? What room is this? Where's my water bowl? Where's my water bowl? And then he gets home. Oh, there's the people I like. I've never been on one of those planes. United Airlines made the mistake. United Airlines trying to make up for it. Hey, back to the saving things. The reason I I wondered, like Sean, do they count 401k stuff is because while it's good to do your 401k, if you're doing no other saving, you get a flat tire and you got no savings, your 401k doesn't do you any good. Yeah, going on, it might clear this up. The survey said that on average, the average American American has less than $5,000 in a financial account. So I think we're talking okay. about additional anything. savings. Additional okay. savings. Yeah, yeah that, that's interesting. Because as we've talked about before, those statistics that show that, you know, if somebody had a $200 repair bill, they're screwed. Right, right. Um, and that's a lot of people. That's it. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. There it is. The actual Liberty Bell. Michael snuck in at night with a ball-peen hammer and a microphone. You can hear him whooping it up in the background there. That's right. Yep. I like the phrase, pay yourself first. Took me a while to figure out what that meant, but when you get your check, say, I get money first before any of the rest of you biatches. 
and you put it away. Mm. Oops, I'm all out. Sorry, guys. <laughs> You're out of luck. I paid myself. And yeah. You change the locks on your apartment door and screw them. <laughs> you uh, get a false beard and mustache, and you move to Mexico. It's as simple as that. Can I just grow a beard? <laughs> so, I, yeah, I don't know. You don't have to have the false beard. So speaking of dogs on airplanes, the uh, the dead dog story, uh, at least substantially, if not completely, misreported. United grabbed the dog and cracked its neck is what I heard. Oh, my God. And the uh, changing DNA of the astronaut story, yes. also kind of over-reported. Don't ruin the best stories of the week. Oh, my God. Stay tuned. You're part of the problem. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Wow, I just got some really interesting stats on uh, plastic bags, reusable bags, paper bags, you know. Mm. If you live in a town or a state where they've banned bags. Do tell. So that's coming up. We got all this other stuff. Got to keep people around. I'm just like Stormy Daniels' lawyer. I just put stuff out in drips and drabs to keep people around. Most of it's crap. <laughs> So did you say we got some good texts? Yes, we, we get did. To? All right. You then. want that first? Sure. Then I'll get to the misreportage of the nation's media, um, as usual. The more days that Stormy Daniels is in the fake news, the more she's Googled and the more porn she sells. The right. fake news is literally helping Stormy and her lawyers sell porn. I even Googled her myself because I had to see what her movie names are. I fell for it. So, yeah, th- that that is true. It, she is a generous and imaginative lover. Every- I'll give her that. <laughs> With an emphasis on your satisfaction. Yeah, um, she seems to be totally committed to her partner's satisfaction. Her lawyer is doing her a good job by, by every day she's in the news. Yeah. You know, somebody Googles or clicks on something. Well, and she's doing her skank tour of, right, of shaking right, it at various right. strip clubs and porn emporiums. Yeah, and it, pretty soon you're, people go to just to say they saw the star, the, the celebrity you've heard of. Okay, that's that. And then we got a ton of texts as we were talking about 401ks, should they make it a mandatory or not savings program for the government. We And everybody texted at the same time. Obviously, this is true. Kerbluey. We, we have a mandatory savings program that you can't opt out of. It's called Social Security. Right. And none of us expect it to be around because the government spent all that money a long time ago. Yeah. Your, your theory is when you start paying into it as, as a young person that it's going into a lockbox, Al Gore, somewhere, and they're saving it for you. No, they spent it all. It's all gone. Right. And anytime you... It's current is, workers who are paying the old folks. And anytime it's polled, the majority of people think they'll never get their Social Security because they figure it'll collapse by then. So we're talking about this 401k program as a completely separate deal because none of us even think about Social Security, really. Right. Because it's so flawed. God well, and it's dang paltry. it. It's a, the amount is fairly paltry, too. You can't really live on it. Um, uh, Here's what's coming. But I've, you I've, are forced to pay into it. It's not paltry right. as it comes out. Oh, right. Right, right. No, I'm talking about the payoff when you're old. If you think you're going to live on it, you haven't done the math. Uh, here's what's coming. I've had a dark uh, vision of the future. I'm look, uh, like one of them hobbits looking into that uh, crystal ball thing. The Nancy's Pelosi, whether now or in the future, are going to say... And the original mistake was privatizing 401ks. You're on your own with 401ks. It's the Wild West. 
you know how they demonize the idea of privatizing Social Security. Well, they're going to realize, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We've got to build a case and get the soft-head voters to build for the government handles all 401ks and not Schwab or Fidelity or, or, you know, whomever the private investment companies that are handling your uh, 401k right now. That's coming. It's coming down the the road. Along with Nancy Pelosi, she's actually said this out loud. We need to start taxing excessive savings. So, something to look forward to. Uh, hey, Big Freedom, OM. I don't want to hear that. Travis writes, once again, the media is only telling part of the story when it comes to United Airlines and the dead dog. I hope this isn't good news for United because I hate them. As you may recall, the Dr. Dow incident was incorrectly reported by the news. They left out anything that made it seem less crazy that he was dragged off the flight. Here are the facts about the dead dog the media will not report. First, the dog was snuck onto the plane, meaning that the flight crew knew nothing about it. The, 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 the air waitress says she didn't know there was a dog in there. The little girl says she's lying. Mm. You trust an air waitress? Mm. I'm just saying. Mm. Second, the dog didn't suffocate. It had a heart attack. The overhead bins are not airtight. Yeah, that's, that's clear. The flight attendant had nah, escalated. Wouldn't, wouldn't be a lot of fresh air in there. No, no. I don't know how much air a dog needs. I wouldn't want to be in there with that door closed to try to survive. The flight attendant has asked the lady multiple times to move the bag. It was hanging out into the aisle. Nothing's allowed to block the aisle. It's an FAA rule. So the bag was put in the overhead bin. No one knew there was a dog in the bag. Well, they knew when it started barking. Travis. Travis. Who is this? Why? Who's this guy trying to stand up for no... United Airlines who kills people's dogs? <laughs> That's a fair counter argument. publicist. Yeah, a yeah. way to read United Airlines a PR uh, p- person's uh, p- statement for the day. I think he may have stood up. Yeah, I think he may be a flack, a United Airlines mm-hmm. flack. Yeah. All I know is there's a dead dog, a dead little girl's dog. I mean, a little girl's dead dog. The girl's fine. Well, she's sad. Well, there was an aisleway rule. Let's kill puppies. Come on. Yeah, I hear you, Sean. Come on. Wow. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, your seat back's not all the way back. Let me murder your dog. <laughs> <laughs> Got two kangaroos in this court. <laughs> Joe and Jack. Your train table's Jack down. I'm going to drown your cat. Wow. That's wow. United Airlines. That's, that's uh, I see. I'm not in favor of that. Guys, the show's quality has been especially high of late, writes the astute, astute Thomas. Well, it's legal now. <laughs> Are you listening to the right show? <laughs> uh, recently, Jack teased a story claiming that an astronaut's genetic code was altered compared to that of his twin after space travel. Published the stories on this were not good. The ast- and by the way, uh, Tomas Tom is a, uh, he's a he's a he's a MD PhD candidate in cancer biology. Wow, whatever at uh, <laughs> University of Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, so the ast- I read internet articles like all day. <laughs> yeah, to quote Vladimir Putin, so what? <laughs> The astronaut's genetic code was not changed. The utilization or expression of certain genes went up or down to fit the new environment. Gene expression changes happen here on Earth as well in response to environmental stimuli, long-term hunger, move to a different climate, that sort of thing. Mm. The genetic code is generally thought of as a sequence of DNA characters. Minor chemical modifications to the DNA can increase, decrease a gene's expression. These modifications do not constitute codes or sequences. What we observed was two twins living in very different environments for an extended period. The space twin adapted as humans do. Um, In a fairly short amount of time, there were quite a few changes in his body. You wonder what it would do to people if they spent 
six months or whatever it is going to Mars. And and for people who are not merely readers of the USA Today, that is the bottom line. What is this doing to human beings, and, and what can we do to help it not hurt them? Uh, and they do get to the fact that, um, well, the headline is space travel changes DNA. Then, you know, 14 paragraphs in, they say, you know, it's not. it didn't really change the sequence, just kind of the way it works a little bit. But, you know, no, I, that's fine. That doesn't really matter to me. So what has affected is, is what changed was his immune system, his eyesight, his bone formation, his bodily functions. They all changed from being in space. We better get that all nailed down before before I make my trip to Mars. Right, right. How's it happening and why and if there's anything that can be done? They, they've known for ages that bone density changes because you just you don't need big, thick femurs and the rest of it if you're walking around and you weigh the equivalent of 40 pounds. I appreciate you that. You need a child's bones. I appreciate that gentleman's learned critique of our handling of the story as opposed to the idiot who is caping up for United killing puppies. Right. I like that guy. I like the second guy. Tomas is here to teach, not defend puppy killers. Yes. <laughs> like the first guy, Travis. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There. Too bad Hitler's dead, Travis. You could be his defense attorney. <laughs> Made their trains run on time. He started Volkswagen. Travis, right? Nazi Germany. Right? <laughs> sure he's happy he emailed the show. You want to stay out of prison, have rich parents. You might have some quibbles with this story. We'll see. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.